What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 147 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by, ooh, we're back to one of the classic intros, the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, eating that poon, never stopping too soon, the clit licking, never quitting, having fun, making pussies run, the phenomenal one, AJ Singh. I mean, our channel's too small to get demonetized, but I think uh, that might do it for some. You know, as I was reading it, I was like, are any of these words on the band list? Probably. But I mean, if like you say... Clit would be the one. <laughs> Maybe. But if you, I was like, if you say pussy, how do they know you're not going to say pussycat? And that should be fine, right? Yeah, you think there's a person who actually like <laughs> watching this stuff? I don't think so. I think it's all like done with algorithms. Yeah. Maybe, well, then it knows like the next word should be cat, right? Like, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you been doing this week? Anything fun? Uh, I, I, after watching uh, Across the Spider-Verse, watched uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the first movie. Oh, right. The Miles Morales uh, saga. And, um, you know, I think there's a there's some some truth to the idea that the first movie you watch of a certain type is your favorite of them. Cause like, I did like it. I, I liked into the uh, spider verse. I really liked it. Um, but I still think that across the spider verse was better. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember as a kid, like liking a lot of like sequels, better than the original but it was that case where for whatever reason i saw the sequel first yeah. and it's one of those things you can you'll, you'll never know because it's like you can never flip it so it's like man if i would have saw the original first would have i liked it better? That, yeah that's what i i'm not sure i think i probably if it went the other way i would have liked the uh, first one more but just because i saw the second one it was my introduction to it i was like this is new this is nice i, I think that's why the second one is like more of a yeah, more in my uh, my consciousness. I like it more. I always wonder that with Indiana Jones, because like The Last Crusade, which is the, the third movie made, mm. is my absolute favorite of those movies. Mm. And actually one of my favorite movies of all time. And a lot of people are like, no, the first one's so much better. And I'm like, I've never been able to get aboard that train. But a part of me is like, well, I wonder if that was my intro to it, like it was for a lot of people, right. if that would have colored my perspective differently and i would have had more invested in that movie and and you know wouldn't have been as likely to make you know the sequel of my favorite you know yeah it's hard to tell yeah i i think it's a factor for sure um i did have a a, a couple of issues with the movie um kingpin's a normal man like he shouldn't be <laughs> able to take on spider-man <laughs> you know this has been well and it's just like you know, that's one of the reasons I, I didn't like what they did to Kingpin in that last episode of Hawkeye. Okay. It's because, like, in the Daredevil, like, series, yeah, he was, like, this big, formidable guy. Mm -hmm. But in Hawkeye, like, he has to be straight up a metahuman or else yeah. he could not have survived, you know. Yeah. And it's, like, that's less interesting to me. But, yeah, you're right. He is, like... <laughs> Everybody else I get, but Kingpin's just a dude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I, I, I guess because it's like a cartoon, maybe you just kind of forgive it and be like, okay, yeah. he's like this huge guy. But no, you're right. If he's just a regular person, even if he is a big burly dude, he shouldn't be picking up cars and stuff. Yeah, he shouldn't be able. To, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he shouldn't be able to go toe to toe physically with Spider Man. Yeah, like Daredevil, you go okay, maybe, but Spider Man, no, right for sure. <laughs> He's always been portrayed, though, it's funny, as just, like, this huge guy. Yeah, and usually big guys aren't that 
you know, graceful. Right, right, right. <laughs> Kingpin's like this guy who can move really well. He's strong. He, he's just he's a massive refrigerator kind of guy. And uh, yeah, I think I feel like Spider-Man. If you had a guy like that in real life, as big as Kingpin, like I mean, there are strong men, right? But I don't know if Kingpin looks like a strong man exactly. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just kind of looks like this, you know, thick. Yeah, because he's like got a fat head. Yeah, exactly, and he, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't look like a bodybuilder, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. I assume he must work out. <laughs> <laughs> he has to. He's, he's got to be spending like eight hours a day in the gym. <laughs> Even in the comic books, I mean, it varies from artist to artist, but some people draw him like, you know, cartoonishly large. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've always thought that about him too. It's like, is he a regular dude or is he... Or did he get some super mojo, yeah, you know? That's what I was thinking. Like, did he get did he take like a super serum or something? Like he was bitten by like a radioactive hippopotamus. <laughs> 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 I mean, see, that would be good. That would make sense too. <laughs> okay, and um let me see, do I have any other issues with that movie? Uh Gwen Stacy, she was not as big a part of that movie as I thought she would be in the first one. No, that one was yeah, much more concentrated on on Peter Miles, Parker and Miles, yeah. Miles yeah. she was much more of a bit player in that one, which I'm glad in the second one they fleshed her out more, yeah. gave her more time. It, same with like, and and I know like there's only so much time, but same with like all the, um, you know, Spider Verse characters in the first movie, like Spider Man Noir, mm-hmm. um, Spider Ham, mm-hmm. Penny Parker. I like Spider Ham a lot. He was yeah, fun. he's cool, yeah. but they they only get like you know a small amount of time yeah. too. Yeah. Um. There, there was one more thing. Uh, Peter B. Parker. He was a he was a lot like more serious in the first movie, and like way more like chill and laid back and like funny in the second one. He was he was laid back in the first one too, but he was just even more like comedic in the second one, which I, I appreciated more. I guess. Yeah. Well, he has more of an arc in the first one where like you know he's sad because Mary, Mary Jane. Jane broke up with him and everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the second movie, now he's kind of got his stuff together. And right. He's got a kid and like. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah. Yeah. He has reasons to be more laid back in the second one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but all in all, I thought it was a good movie. I didn't... The the villains weren't as fun as the spot to me. This could all be like just because I watched one movie before the other, but I just like the spot more as a villain, too. Yeah, well, I mean, because the first one, which really... What is it? It's the... Uh, Kingpin and he's got the Prowler, Prowler, and the uh, Doc Ock lady. Oh yeah, female Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about her. Um. Yeah. Well, and plus, like the the Kingpin story is like pretty serious. Where like he's like trying to get his dead family back. That's by true. Searching yeah. through the multiverse, which is yeah. a good like um, you know motivation yeah. for his character. It is. But um, although the spot, I'm I'm still like I don't know what to think of the spot because like I think I think we've only seen really a little bit of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been fun so far. Uh, I think he's going to take a more villainous turn. You know? Yeah, it was like fun turn serious. Yeah. So now we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so he's going to start going after people's family members and stuff maybe or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he's just. I like the whole comedic you know, uh, perspective of the second one more. Uh, the first one, you know, one thing I, I do have to... So 
I get why uh, Miguel O'Hare. What's it, Miguel? Yeah, Miguel O'Hare, O'Hare. O'Hara. Yeah. He. I get why he got a new family. Like Kingpin. So okay, your family died. Like even if you go out to the multiverse and find an, uh, the same people, like they're not exactly the same, right? Right. So I mean, you're still they're, they're new people, you know. Like it's still not the same. Like Miguel O'Hare, I, I guess, like for him, he just happened to be in a new universe, and he was like, "All right, you know, I'll just take this place, this guy's place," you know. But with Kingpin, it's like he's he's searching for whole new people, and he's like going out of his way, and you don't know how it's going to work out anyway. They might be like, "Who the hell are you?" Or you know, like you're not the person I know, you know. You know, I was thinking that too. Like if I replaced like a, a version of myself in another you know, universe, even if I looked exactly the same, like, I feel like there'd be enough inconsistencies where eventually the people would suss out that, yeah. wait, every, like, third sentence you're saying something that doesn't make any sense. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and you'd also think that, you know, there'd be these m- minor differences just in, like, you know, in our universe, like, the Beatles became big, but maybe in that universe they didn't. Right. You know, it's little things like that. Yeah. And people would be like, what are you talking about? That band that went nowhere for, <laughs> that was the one-hit wonder from the 60s or what, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I, I feel like you'd be, get found out. For sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, I also watched uh, Ghosts on a... I've been watching it on FUBU TV. That's I got, like, a free trial. I just want to check it out, just for that show. What's FUBU? Is that is that one of the, like... You can watch, but with commercials. Or? Yeah, there's commercials. Okay, but there's you know it's a, it's it's like a streaming service like YouTube TV, Hulu, you know, um, and the NBA Finals is on right now, so I've been watching on that too. But um, Ghosts is pretty good. I like it. It's a fun little you know every episode is just about one of the ghosts characters having something come up from their past or something or whatever. It's just silly that, like that, but. I do get kind of taken out of this show just because, like, it's a diverse cast of ghosts. Right. And I'm like, that Victorian age lady should be foaming at the mouth, <laughs> rabidly yelling the N-word at the other lady. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't seen this show, but that would be more interesting to me. Yeah. And it would be more realistic yeah. of, like, all these ghosts with, like, very different, like, personalities grew up in different areas. Like, of course, like, yeah. some of those ghosts are going to be racist. Yeah. I mean, these guys are all perfectly okay with each other. Just love each other just fine. But I'm like, man, I mean, I guess, look, th- what they leave out of the show is how long they've actually you know gotten to know each other like probably they've been there for centuries or whatever you know they got over the racism yeah. eventually <laughs> it just takes a few hundred years <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know it's just uh to me it's like everything's so honky dory like as soon as it starts you know the show she sees ghosts they're all friendly they all know each other <laughs> so yeah i haven't seen it but yeah to me it would be you know much more interesting if there was oh you know some tension yeah there. it seems like it yeah i mean that's my only gripe with that show is otherwise it's fine i like so i know like this is like an american remake of a british show you've seen some of both haven't you or no i haven't seen the british one. Oh, i haven't seen the british one. yeah i always wonder because like you know if the british version's better <laughs> uh, i mean i don't know the office america did better and friends the british tried to remake that and it wasn't as good either you know i saw a couple episodes of the british office and, like, it was okay, but I never went back to it. So I can't really say for sure, like, if it's superior or anything. But it seems like, you know, most people, well, I don't know about most people, but the, the American office, I think, is one of those, 
you know, things that uh, maybe surpassed. I think so. And, and you know, Ricky Gervais was asked about that, too. Like, you know, what do you think about the American version being more successful than the uh, UK version? And, you know, he, he has his, like, you know, kind of, hey, what the hell are you talking about, man? You know, <laughs> I made this show. But, uh, yeah, there is that kind of sentiment out there that, you know, it is more popular. And uh, I think Steve Carell just, you know, he was perfect for that role. Yeah. Yeah, the seasons with him are, like, great. And then after that, like, you might find a, a winner every now and again, but the quality goes downhill yeah. substantially. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You were, we were talking maybe, like, last week or the week before about how, you know, shows, especially in America, just go on too long. Right. And they, they get weak. And, like, I feel like sometimes in other countries, like Britain and, um, you know, even some of these, like, Korean shows, like... They got the other problem where sometimes I think they close up shop too early, mm. like and you're like, oh, it maybe would have been interesting to do a little bit more of that, but they just like do like almost I think you know British shows even like the British Office I think is maybe like three seasons. Oh, okay. Like they don't do they don't they don't stay in it <laughs> as long as America does. Yeah, I mean I agree. I, I do think they should have a you know with the good shows you should try it. I mean, I feel like. Maybe five seasons is like the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. Anything more usually goes down in quality. And it, sometimes anything less, you think you maybe didn't get enough. I could have watched more Sherlock. Sherlock was fun. I agree, actually. Yeah, Sherlock's... Yeah, I think that's one that went three seasons. Yeah. Of course, it's weird because they each episode's almost like a mini movie. It's like an hour and a half long. You yeah. Know? So longer episodes. But yeah, I did like Sherlock. Yeah, that was fun. I just like those like British mystery shows mm -hmm. you know and that, maybe they should just reboot sherlock do some more with somebody else i wish they would i, I mean, think it is one of those properties that you can reboot forever yeah i mean benedict cumberbatch probably is too big for the show now but probably yeah, yeah. i mean it was fun while it lasted i guess i wish it was back yeah that was a solid solid show yeah. i enjoyed it mm -hmm. um you watch anything else uh no not really just pretty much that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of shows that went on too, too long, I think we talked about this the other week too, but AJ, another one bites the dust. I could have successfully watched all nine seasons of The Flash. Oh, boy. I, I put another one to bed. All right, tell, let's talk about this because I, I heard things about the season finale where people were not happy, the series finale. It, like I heard they focused too much on like another character instead of The Flash. Was it, was it, his, uh, was it Iris's old boyfriend? He became like the blue something. Or? Oh yeah, he he was in it. I did I didn't mind that. They really like. Um, I think they wanted to try to get a lot of like people that had been on the show before, like mm -hmm. get them some cameos, you know, this season. And I yeah, I didn't mind that guy at all. Um, I mean, I don't know. Definitely, the season is more in line with the more recent seasons than you know, earlier. So it's, it focuses a lot more on the new cast members that they've added over the last, you know, couple seasons. And I, I think overall, they're probably just not as compelling. Right. Okay. <laughs> but, and also like, um, I don't know. Uh, did you watch long enough to get to that Cecile character? Which oh, yeah, yeah. she gets in a relationship. She's with. like, uh, she has prescience or something. Yeah. Yeah. She has, she's like a, an empath. Mm -hmm. She can kind of like, um, read people's emotions. Okay. And then she also, uh, eventually, like in this last season, she gets like telekinetic abilities. Oh, wow, that works. <laughs> and so I think... She got so Cisco Ramon's powers. <laughs> I think some people, <laughs> I think some people think like maybe the show started to focus like 
maybe like too much on her. Oh, okay. Maybe some of the side characters and less on the Flash, which I, I get, but I don't know. It, it to me like this was not the worst season of the Flash. Like there was a, a season like a couple seasons ago that probably was. Okay. <laughs> um, but still, yeah, like you don't have Cisco. I I, I kind of thought too like because in the season finale they they you know roped in a lot of you know past people i thought certainly they'll get cisco for a cameo but he oh, was like the holdout he he was the fun one i know he, he was the holdout he didn't show up which kind of surprised me that but, sucks but um you know still overall of the cw show superhero shows that i've watched i think despite the lack of you know lessening quality because they all kind of have that as they go on i think still the flash overall is my favorite one of them okay um, I mean, there's still a, a couple uh, more that I got to get through. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think Flash is up there. I mean, just the high bar, like the high quality of those first two seasons, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> gives it a boost. Okay. Um, but, um, oh, and then I just saw today, this is hot off the presses, some other um, uh, CW news, which actually we, we kind of called this like a week or so ago. So... Uh, Superman and Lois is going to be renewed for one more season, okay. so it'll have a fourth season. And then that Gotham Knights show, oh. to nobody's surprise, yeah. is Dunzo. That had like one season, right? Yeah, one season, and apparently, like, it's bad. Okay. But still, part of me is like, uh, do I have to cross that off my list eventually? <laughs> <laughs> really? You would go through that? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I did sign that deal with the devil where I'm supposed to watch, watch all. all of the DC comics. <laughs> <laughs> but man, just the prospect of watching that, I'm like, ugh. That's, yeah. Maybe I got to break this deal and just go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the only other thing I watched was, uh, every once in a while I like to watch like an old black and white, like crime noir type of movie. And there's like this really famous one that I'd never watched called Out of the Past, um, which stars, uh, Robert Mitchum and Kirk Douglas. So basically the, the plot of it is basically like this guy, he, he wants, um, I think he was like uh, a detective, but he ended up doing a job for like a mobster where like uh, this mobster's girlfriend like um, shot him and like fled. And so he, he, he goes to track her down. And so he goes and like they kind of fall in love with each other and have like this short affair, right? Mm. Um, but then like um, that ends up uh, not working out. And then so the story picks up um uh years later he's like now trying to get by just a simple life like he owns like a gas station you know but this guy that used to like um run with that mobster like sees him or whatever or sees his place and like he's like uh the mobster guy wants you to do another job you know for him mm. so he's like oh okay he's got to do it you know so um he um finds out that the the woman the girlfriend he tracked down before basically ended up back with the mobster and so he sends him on this other job that ends up she gets involved with it. she's like the femme fatale of this whole story you know mm-hmm. and um within it like um they try to frame him for murder oh wow <laughs> and um you know, like most crime noirs, like it eventually does not go well. <laughs> uh, but b- both Robert Mitchum and Kirk Douglas um, are are in it, so it's just uh, 
maybe the most ass chins in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a cousin with one of those who can call it a booty chin. I don't know. <laughs> Other people call it that too. Yeah. Well, I, the, I, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that uh, Jim Carrey movie, Me, Myself, and Irene. Oh, right. He's got one of those, and that's oh. what they call it on there. So that's <laughs> okay, where I picked okay. it up from. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that movie... It was good. I don't. I don't know if to me it's like a classic, like must watch. But it's not bad if anyone's looking for a for a, a, a crime noir. You know, speaking of like the Ashton thing, it always reminds me of, um, you know, uh, uh, so it would have been like an maybe Arrow season one. You know that really that actress that plays the Black Canary. Like she's really cute, oh, but yeah. she's got the Ashton. Oh right, right. right. And I was just like, I remember there's this scene where like her sister, like at that point, doesn't know that she's the Black Canary. Mm -hmm. So like her and her sister as Black Canary, like get pinned down in the police station because there's like snipers outside or something. Right. So like the whole like episode long, they're having conversations. And eventually at some point, like her sister's like, um, you know, you remind me a lot of my sister. And, I, and you know, all she has is, like, the domino mask. Right. So, <laughs> a part of me is just, like, waiting for her to go, for example, you, you guys sound identical, and you have the same ass chin. <laughs> the very distinct ass chin. That's always so hard to believe, man. You know for sure you would recognize... If you Look, if your brother Lester was wearing a mask, like it would be so obvious. That's the thing about the domino mask is they look cool, mm. but they're ridiculous. Yeah. The, the the mere like thought that that would obscure somebody's identity is just the most ridiculous. Yeah. And you know that's another like thing between like a comic book and live action where is if I'm reading a comic book and someone's wearing a, a domino mask for some reason it doesn't really bother me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because you, you're not like hearing their voices. Or something, but when I see it in live action like that, it, I'm immediately like, "There's no way." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why there's that disconnect. I mean, it's just as ridiculous in the comics, but right. for some reason, when I'm reading in a comic, it doesn't really bother me that way. But when you put it together in a live action scenario, you're like, "Oh, this is ridiculous!" And they should have just gave her like a full face mask. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I think live action like there's more details involved. It just gives it away more. You know, like you see in a comic, you're not picking up on all the little stuff. You know, but like. Yeah, in the live action, like the hair, the way the person stands, the way the person does anything, like it's all, you know, you can't fake it. Like, I mean, realistically, even seeing like you know Batman's like lower jaw, somebody that knows him would put it together. Yeah, but, but like that's at least a, a, a with his mask, you you can at least like buy in enough to be like okay i can i can buy yeah. it but when someone's just wearing a domino mask you're like <laughs> your brain just cannot compute it yeah. <laughs> uh, but they look cool they do look cool <laughs> maybe we should just like start wearing domino masks <laughs> <laughs> get recognized by everybody <laughs> it's a fashion statement <laughs> I always thought it would be fun to like uh, start wearing capes around too, <laughs> fancy capes. That would be cool, actually. Just be the guy who's wearing the cape all the time. You go into the office just wearing a cape. That's all. <laughs> Probably would uh, get cumbersome after a while. You'd, you'd look cool. You. I mean, car doors would be your worst enemy. Probably. That's true. Nemesis. Maybe you'd have to go with like the shorter cape, like maybe it goes just down to your mid back or something. Like a backwards bib. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's it for uh, what I've been watching. You want to get into story time? Sure, let's do it. 
All right, guys. Anyone hasn't watched, we're going to go around and bring some funny stories we found uh, from around the globe. And we'll see if we can't just make something funny and or interesting out of them. Uh, AJ, what do you got for us this week? All right. I guess it's got little blurbs now of news, so okay. like, not whole articles. Um, a UK church was struck by lightning. Uh, the windows were blown out and a huge hole was left in the wall. And this was like a few days after they had like a big celebration. There. If that's not a sign, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's freaking terrible, man. I mean, you know what? This is what this is. The thing is like, there's probably all kinds of bad stuff happening in every church. Oh yeah. You know, but they're going to take this as a sign of, see, we need more people to come. We need more involvement. We need to give more time to God and this and that. And, you know, probably they're going to keep doing the bad stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this isn't punishment for all the child molestation. It's for uh, not enough people coming to church. Yeah, (laughs) you guys got to be here the next time the lightning strikes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one. And I got another lightning story. Um, A Texas woman was struck by lightning in front of her children. And now she can sense whenever a storm is coming. And uh, what happened was she was holding a pan in the kitchen and the lightning came through like the light bulb like i guess it traveled through the lights or something and it like hit the pan and then went right into her chest Ooh, damn! yeah and uh she's had she had several seizures after that she was like you know in the hospital and uh yeah so now her chest tightens up every time a storm is about to come yeah, so she can sense it. <laughs> she's just all nervous about getting struck by lightning. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's such a nervous, too. Although, I wonder what the odds are of getting... You know, they say lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice. But I wonder what, what the... Well, I wonder first what the odds are of getting struck by lightning are to begin with, but getting struck by lightning twice. Well, her house got struck twice, like because she got struck the first time, and then her computer, her family computer, got broken the second time the lightning struck. Do they have like a big old lightning rod on their top? <laughs> <laughs> there were 1,200 lightning strikes in her area, in her proximity, in like uh, one minute or something. Like it was a really short amount of time. Well, I think there definitely are like parts of the world that get more lightning strikes. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that. I Over mean, here in Portland, man, we hardly ever get lightning. Yeah, and there's so many trees here. I, I would think trees like conduct lightning, don't they? Or um, like tall trees? I don't know if they actually attract lightning. Maybe if you had, like, you know, one tall tree in the middle of a field, it would be more likely. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I remember seeing a show many moons ago, though, that was about exactly what you're talking about, where, like, it was stories of, like, people got struck by lightning, and then they had very weird side effects. And I don't really – it's been so long since I saw it, I don't remember them. But it was, like, peculiar things where, like, man, are these people getting, like, pseudo uh, superpowers? (laughs) Like, not good superpowers. That's, like, literally the first episode of The Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You just have to have the right mixture of chemicals in your hand. We need need, – who are these uh, chemical companies to, like, put them out there, man? Get us us these superpowers. Dump all your stuff into the water. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> that is like a funny origin of the Flash, where you know, like someone was thinking, okay, how does he get his powers? He's struck by lightning. Nah, not quite good enough. He's got to be holding uh, weird chemicals at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. That'll that's goofy enough. People can buy it. <laughs> uh, I've been trying. I got chemicals on me all the time. <laughs> Just walk around with two bottles. <laughs> Oh, speaking about the uh, the church that got struck, um, are you sad that Pat Robertson? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I found out the news when people were celebrating. <laughs> I know that's true. Like I didn't see anyone like too broken up about right. it. 
Even like, um, I think it was like a Rolling Stone headline, like, you know, they really took shots at him, like, <laughs> you know, saying that he was like a hate monger, yeah. which he was, yeah. but like, you know, they didn't like, you know, a lot of news outlets will try to put like that, we're not taking a side, like, sheen over it where you just kind of give the the facts without yeah. any sort of opinion, which maybe is the better way to do it, but I mean, I'm screw that you, guy, he was all, terrible. All these haters, all these people, like... They, they, whatever, they enjoy it now, but, you know, in the end, they'll be remembered for their hate, <laughs> their haterade. Man, I saw this video online the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this guy that's been um, very vocally, like, you know, anti-trans, anti-gay oh. and all this stuff. And then he made this video about how, you know, he used to, like, um, you know, watch all this like trans porn and how it ruined his life and now he sees the error of his ways and uh, like so now he just hates trans people right right man i swear how it's it's so often like the most vocal you know anti-trans anti-gay people you can almost set a, a countdown clock, like how okay how long is it gonna take before we find out this person is gay yeah has done whatever type of gay business in the past gets caught watching gay porn gets caught with a gay process you know it's it's just it's gonna happen it's not just gay dude like pedophiles like there's these th- these extreme people who oh, like right. so against it and then you find out later that they're like a part of it you know like it's so i guess I, it's projecting right like or or trying to throw any suspicion off of you maybe yeah it could be that that's true Man. Now I'm distracted because there's like a spider on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you stomped one like recently, like stomped the hell out of one. <laughs> oh yeah, there was one on the floor the other day and I didn't have anything. So I was like, oh, just step on it. I was talking to Lester. We were like, I'm, I'm more of like, I would just, I don't care. It's not bothering me. I don't bother. <laughs> but the, I only kill them like when the kids are like crying, like, oh, kill the bug, kill the bug. Oh no, to me they're uh, they're, tr- they're trespassing. <laughs> they gotta go if they're they trespassing. <laughs> we got little signs up around, and if they they know what they're doing. They know. All right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I should have condensed this down into a blurb, but I, I just found this article today, so I'll I'll, I'll read it. But it, it <laughs> it's a really good Florida man uh, title. Oh, nice! Florida man catches flesh-eating infection after his relative bites his leg. Oh, <laughs> fights between family members can get nasty, but they rarely involve necrotic limbs caused by flesh-eating bacteria. Unless, of course, you're in Florida. Everything's possible in that mad wonderland. Donnie Adams from Riverview had to step in to break up a tussle at a family gathering earlier this year. One of the fighting relatives somehow managed to bite him on his leg. Fast forward less than a week and the 52-year-old was in the hospital. Flesh-eating bacteria had ravaged his leg and began rotting uh, from the inside. To save his limb, not to mention his life, doctors ended up cutting away 70% of the flesh on the front of Adam's thigh. Still, he can count himself lucky, albeit heavily scarred, he got to keep his leg. Uh, Quote, I would never imagine that a human bite would turn into something so horrific as a flesh-eating bacteria, Adams told WFLA. On February 12th of this year, Adams was attending a family event when things came to a head between two of his relatives. He didn't go into details, but long story short, he got bitten on his left thigh. 
<laughs> Two days later, he noticed a small bump on the, at the spot where his relative had sunk their teeth. The bite was also starting to get painful, so he went to the hospital. The doctors gave him a, a tetanus shot and an antibiotic. Yet his leg didn't start getting any better. Quite the opposite, in fact. By the third day, uh, my leg was very sore, said Adams. I couldn't walk, and it was very warm and very painful. Now, in case you didn't know, pain and uh, um, high localized body temperatures are tel- telltale signs of infection, and not a mild one. So Adams went back to the hospital, and not a moment too soon. Examining his leg, the doctors made a small incision. Out from Adam's thigh oozed a gray, stinking liquid, mm. uh, which meant his leg was undergoing ne- necrotizing uh, facilitis. Essentially, his flesh was dying and rotting under the skin. Quote, I looked at him and I said to him that I need to take you to the operating room, said Dr. Fritz Brink, an osteopathic physician at HCA Florida Pasadena Hospital in St. Pete. Adams took the news that his leg was basically dying off surprisingly well. Quote, they assessed my wound and it was very horrific. It was unbelievable, admitted Adams. But in my mind, I just had to get through whatever this was. Before Dr. Brink put Adams under in the operating room, he warned him that he would likely come out of the operating uh, with a relatively big wound. After he got to work, though, he realized he had uh, seriously underestimated the damage. Nearly all of Adams' thigh had been infected by the bacteria. What flesh hadn't already turned uh, black and died was bright red and rotting. That left Dr. Brink with a difficult decision. Uh, You're torn between being as aggressive as you can... Uh, be to stop the infection from spreading and leaving as much tissue behind so that it won't take two years to heal, Dr. Brink explained to Tampa Bay Times. Dude, what was this guy's family? Was he an alligator? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know if it gets into that or not, but <laughs> yeah, like, what was in this guy's mouth? Yeah, I want to see his face and his teeth. <laughs> um, despite not necessarily going all in, Dr. Brink had to slice away 70% of the flesh in the front of Adam's thigh. He also required a follow-up operation to remove parts that... Uh, hiding bacteria um, had spread to again. Um, Yet Adams got off easy. If he had come to the hospital a day later, he may have lost his leg or his life. Dr. Brink said that the next day uh, the infection could have spread into Adams' abdomen and sent sent him into sepsis. It would have been tough to get control of the infection, he summarized. Uh, following the surgery, Adams spent three weeks in the hospital recovering. He's still facing a six-month treatment regime to regrow the flesh he lost. Dr. Brink is using a process called wound vac to help Adams' leg heal. It involves stuffing a sponge into the wound, Ooh. sealing it with basically a plastic wrap, and then sucking out all the air from the wrapping. Somehow that helps the body to build up new blood vessels and regrow the flesh. Look, we're not medical professionals. Uh, we'll just take Dr. Brink's word on it. Adams himself doesn't remember feeling a bite during the family fight. What? However, according to Dr. Brink, there's really no other way his leg could have gotten infected. A human bite is dirtier than a dog bite as far as the kinds of bacteria that grows. Normal bacteria in an abnormal spot can be a real problem, he said. As such, Adams now encourages everyone to have doctors check even small wounds. You don't know what is going on underneath. It could be something that is life-threatening, he said. Adams has recovered the use of his leg and is able to walk, albeit with occasional pain. There is a spider web of fresh uh, scar tissue on his thigh, but he sees the silver linings on it. What you see now, uh, you see not just a scar, but the beauty of the aftermath. Uh, I'm grateful to have my leg and for the care I received, Adam said. Uh, That's a pretty great attitude uh, to have after almost losing your leg to a filthy human bite. 
I mean, for one, I feel bad for this guy, not only because of that, but it sounds like he was actually the one like trying to break, break up a, up fight, a between, fight between two other people. <laughs> one of them bit him on the leg. So, I don't know, maybe the guy didn't have like crazy stuff going in his mouth. It sounds like just like with the bacteria that can be in a human mouth, like if you bite someone, like you're taking that kind of risk. But you know, this makes me think because like... Was banjo playing? Was a banjo playing at this family reunion or whatever they were? I well, it was Florida, so I'm guessing there's a good chance. But also, I kind of think like I've I, I've seen wrestling matches where like one wrestler will like bite another one, yeah, but, and like I'm I'm sure there's some like working element involved. Yeah. So maybe they're not biting down all that hard. Yeah. But part of me is thinking like maybe they shouldn't do that spot at all. <laughs> now yeah. that I know this is a possibility. Well, I mean, this person must have bit the hell out of him too. Like he must have broke. Like he broke the skin. I guess so. But the, the weird thing is, he, like, in that last thing he said, like, he didn't even really remember, like, being bit. I'm like, I would think you would remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just shows you how much commotion must have been going on if he couldn't even remember that one of them bit him. <laughs> what, what a weird go-to, though, if you're, like, like <laughs> biting. the leg of the person stopping the fight. Yeah. It, I mean, it'd be one thing if you were biting the person you were actually, like, you know, pissed off at and yeah. fighting with, but to, like bite the guy that's like trying to break it up. Like, that's just a weird go-to. And also like biting his ankle, like getting down on the ground and biting his ankle. That's so weird. That's a very weird move. Yeah. Only in Florida, folks. My gosh. Only in Florida. Keep it classy, Florida. <laughs> All right. This oh. one's an even shorter one, but uh, I just wanted to get this one out there because I, I kind of thought it was interesting. Uh, so a man actually, he, he's a professor and uh, he's spending some time uh, undersea, underwater. Uh, he's at the bottom of the Atlantic for 100 days. And uh, he's trying to see how they can rehabilitate uh, certain environments at the, at the deep sea level. And uh, what he's also finding out is that he feels much younger being down there. He said he feels 10 years younger. He feels amazing. Oh, wow. And so what they've uh, found out is that, well... He's been there for 93 days, and he's got seven left to go, according to this article anyway. Um, there are these parts of the chromosomes called telomeres. They're like at the ends of the chromosomes, I believe. Okay. And these get shorter and shorter as you age. But um, being inside of a pressurized oxygen chamber uh, can actually help regrow them. Oh, wow. So that's what might be happening with him right now. And what they've also found is that his metabolism is boosted. Uh, he's much leaner physically. And also his stem cell count is up. And this is just from being down there 100 days? Yeah. 93 still, days so far. Although still, that's a commitment. I would do it if it could, if it could help me that much. I probably would too, actually. Yeah. That's very interesting. So like... Do they think it's like the, the, the pressure, the gravity? Yeah, they think down? it's the chamber. They, they think that's what it is. The fact that he's in a pressurized uh, oxygen chamber. Wow. I want, now, now, you know, um, I don't know if we did a story on it or just maybe talked about it off camera, but there's that guy that's been like doing all these crazy things to try to like stop oh, aging, guy, you know, yeah. like a very strict diet, very strict exercise. Yeah. I think he tried to like get his son's blood in him or something too, <laughs> oh, wow. some weird stuff but now that guy's probably like He's thinking like, oh maybe i can just go to the bottom of the this ocean. is the easy way to do it well easy-ish <laughs> yeah that's true like how do you get to i mean so i mean when it says pressurize does that mean that you actually have to be at the bottom of the ocean for this to that's what it sounds like like you can't get pressure any other way right yeah and also like i'm wondering too, like would being in a submarine for example be enough 
Or do, it, does he have to be in whatever he's in? Right. Yeah, that's a good question. Because, I mean, there are people who go in submarines down all the time. But I, I mean, because it is a pressurized tube. But yeah. I mean, they're they're at sea for a long period of time, too. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting question. It might it might just be this part, uh, this chamber, just because I've never heard of anybody else having this kind of reaction. I wonder if it would be, if there would be a scientific way to create a chamber on land that would mimic the pressure. Right. That's what I was thinking. Because that could be a business model right there. You could make a lot. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. If this actually worked, and you could sell like, but then it's like, how long do, would you have to stay? in one of these chambers to really see the effect right, you know yeah. would you have to like live in one like this guy's doing for months uh-huh. on end to see any sort of result right and if still maybe it would be worth it but we don't know how long it's going to last for you know i mean these shorten these uh these telomeres shorten over time so i mean i guess it is worth it if they regrow and then you uh just as long as you know they are you know long that's fine go with it maybe it takes like Five, ten years for them to shorten for significantly and then try it again. You know what I always wondered is like, let's say someone actually did find out a way to straight up de-age somebody. Yeah. What would the government do once they found that out? Because obviously, you know, overpopulation, like you, you can't have everybody living right forever or hundreds of years even. Yeah. And so like, what would the government do to stop it? And what? So a part of me thinks that somehow just rich people would yeah. be able to do it and nobody else. Yeah, that's what that's what I think too. But like government and rich people. Yeah. But it does like it, it it sucks because it's like you know if that's the thing if anyone ever discovered to to do it you'd probably never be able to experience it yourself. Yeah. It, it would be safeguarded in some way. Yeah, I agree. The only way it wouldn't be is if we fa- actually found a way to colonize space. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then they'd be using it on everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, there's no way they would they would let people live that long. No. You know, a part of me, like, I've always wondered, I thought it would make a good, like, sci-fi story. Like, let's say there was a, you know, a society that um, did create something like that. And so, like, you're, you're basically go back to being, like, you know, 20 or something. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, imagine what, uh, what dating would be like. Because, like, everybody... Would look young like that. So, like, mm-hmm. what you could be dating someone who's eighty years older than you. They would yeah. look young. You could be dating somebody eighty years younger than you. Yeah. How crazy would that be? That would be absurd. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. You'd have to make some laws, I think, or something <laughs> like to, some disclosing laws. Uh, that's nuts. Like, imagine, like, you're on your deathbed and you look like you're 20. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing is. Like, would you die looking 20 or would you eventually age? Like, what would happen? My guess is it would be up to you. Like, okay. well, my guess is, too, it would probably never be free. So it's like maybe it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> you let yourself age for a while and then you do it again and you yeah. go back. Yeah. But that that would be crazy, too. Yeah. There are animals that can do that, like sea creatures that can age and then like have a rebirth, basically, and then go through that cycle. It'd also be crazy, though, to where like, you know, let's say they did that, like, you know, of course, some people are still going to die in freak accidents mm-hmm. or probably some sort of disease. Although you figure like, 
you're living in this scientific future where de-aging is possible. There's probably a lot of scientific breakthrough where people don't die as much from cancer and things. Yeah. But like to to then actually be in a position where you might have to like make the call to where like, you know, I think I'm ready to die. Yeah. And I'm just going to aged aged mm-hmm. to uh to death now. Yeah. That would be a freaky uh thing to have to do, right? Yeah. Huh. Do you think you'd ever get to that point? I mean, I can't imagine myself being ready to like, you know, just walk out on it, you know. But uh I feel like if everybody I knew did it, everybody I cared about did it, then there'd be no reason to stay. I'd I'd go then. That's the other crazy thing is like if people you knew like did someone you knew did die in a horrible accident or something, mm-hmm. like so you could like lose somebody that you've known for hundreds of years. Yeah. And how devastating that could be. True. And it's just like, man, it, I, I think um, I think there's a lot of story potential for that kind of sci-fi world. Yeah, for sure. Huh. We got a couple of ideas. We got the chamber. Make that into a, a business <laughs> model. <laughs> yeah, let's just... Uh, although, like... I don't even know if that's scientifically possible to like recreate that kind of pressure right, to find yeah. out of the bottom of the ocean or yeah. whatever. It is crazy that it would have that effect on his body, though. Yeah, I, would, I mean, it's a very positive effect. I would think, right. if anything, a negative one. Right, you would almost. Think that. <laughs> you know, when you first like started talking about that, like I remember there's that thing where like, you know, relativity with gravity or whatever, where like they say like, you know, somebody. I forget which direction it goes where, like, if somebody's in an airplane and somebody's on land, technically, <clears throat> one of those people is, like, aging slightly oh, yeah. Yeah. faster, slightly slower than the other person, right, you know? Right. And it was, like, I guess if it's gravity that causes that, like, if you're, you know, down in the ocean, like, you would also be affected by that relativity, I would think. Maybe Man, I'm wrong. I, I can't talk on that. I don't that, know. I know. It's, it's one of those, like... <laughs> That is so abstract to me. <laughs> it is. It's one of those crazy things. I, I probably am getting it wrong anyway. I, I I thought it was like the faster you travel, the slower you age. Like the closer you approach the speed of light, the slower time goes, basically. Oh, is that what it is? The speed rather than like the gravitational pull? I, I'm sure the gravitational pull has something to do with it. It's just that, I, I don't know. man. I, I yeah, once you get into like, quantum yeah. stuff it, it gets uh, <laughs> silly yeah <laughs> yeah it's all like jargon it's just so like uh yeah it's so abstract and so imaginary you know <laughs> like i don't know what the truth is there i don't know if they're just making stuff up sometimes <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen In- interstellar yeah it's like um like i remember seeing like neil degrasse tyson talking about interstellar and he's like <clears throat> he's like the basic concept is like true that you know um but he's like like basically it happening as fast as it does in interstellar like Mm -hmm. they're trapped on that one planet for like three minutes or whatever and it creates that much of a difference he's like that wouldn't happen like there's probably no place where the relativity would be like that great right um but still it's it's an interesting uh premise yeah and i will say like i'm not the biggest like McConaughey fan like he's been good in a couple things but like that movie and I, I'm not someone who really gets like cries at movies but like it does choke me up a bit that part where he is like watching the videos of his daughter like aging mm-hmm. and he just like he's realizing that he just like missed her complete childhood like her complete life and it's like yeah. damn that is like a tough scene yeah 
I forgot when he gets back. How old is she? <clears throat> well, when they finally meet, she's older than him. Okay. And I mean, she looks like an eighty-year-old woman, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that sucks. <laughs> Not quite Ant Man. Yeah, he didn't go that far. Although that movie, like, you know, he gets sucked into the black hole, and instead of just like being spaghettied to death, yeah. like he somehow ends up as a like in a bookcase. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be stretched out to like infinity. <laughs> that is what would happen. Like, yeah, he would be dead in a terrible, yeah. terrible way. But mm-hmm. the movie's got to go somewhere. <laughs> Like I, I, I heard like I watched one of those like universe shows like you know where physicists talk about it, and uh, from my understanding like if somebody was sucked into a black hole in front of you, they would look like they were still in the same spot for like a long time for like forever maybe, but they would actually have been like stru- like you know pulled in like a string and like taken into an infinitely small space or something. Yeah, I heard they'd be like you know squished into a string. I didn't know that they would from your perspective look like they were like in the same spot or whatever. Yeah, like they were just there. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. But who knows? Like well, they don't know that. <laughs> they never observed it, have they? No. There's a there's thoughts that like on the other side of a black hole is a white hole. So like that's where like things come out of, like maybe like even big bangs are formed, like, you know, creating new universes from white holes. So like more than one big bang? Yeah. Hmm. That's just a theory. Man, I gotta say, like, I almost hate that space is so big and that, like, we know there's almost certainly other intelligent life out there, but we'll, we'll never know, probably. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's just, it does, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you watch the science fiction, like, shows of, like, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, the Orville, stuff like that, and you're just like, why can't that be a reality? Yeah. Where we're going out and we're discovering all this cool shit. Yeah, like... Go to more advanced civilizations and be like in wonder of like, wow, these I guys know. did this. That would be so awesome. It would be like, and I well, I say it'd be awesome. Like, I'm afraid to even fly in a regular plane. So like, <laughs> but you know, like, it doesn't look that like when you see a rocket shuttle taking off, that looks terrifying. Yeah. But when you just watch like Star Trek, they and they just whole giant, and they just shit. like zoop up there, and it yeah. it doesn't look that bad, you know. Yeah, they're all just walking around fine, they're right? Not stuck to the ground <laughs> or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, which would you rather like? Would you rather us live in the Star Trekky kind of world where like we've met alien races and we can go to space and explore and stuff? Or do you like the idea of a, a Spider-Verse more where, like, we discovered the multiverse and you can Ooh. actually travel different multiverses? I think multiverse. <laughs> yeah, because Star Trek is one universe, you know, whereas multiverse, you can you can meet civilizations from so, so many different places. That's mm. true, and I guess in one of those multiverses, like, they probably did discover, like, how to fly yeah. to space. So <laughs> yeah. you probably get both both worlds that way. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that. Would you <laughs> Would you want to meet an alternate version of yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know like what a different version of me would be like uh, maybe like certain circumstances would have changed my life and set me on a different path and that'd be interesting to know. You find the best one and then you kill that guy and take his <laughs> take place. Take his place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, th- that's the move. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Do I got another good story to go out on? Okay, let's let's try this one. So this is Kind of eight things that people um, believe to be true about different animals, but are actually false. Number one, bears hibernate. What? 
I've been lied to my whole life. <laughs> we'll see. Um, while it is true that bears retreat into their dens for the winter, they do not hibernate. True hibernation is a voluntary action where an animal slows down its bodily functions to survive a difficult period. Bears don't do that. Instead, they go into a state called torpor. You can think of torpor as a very deep sleep. It serves a similar purpose as hibernation, but there's one very important difference. Animals in torpor can wake up and bears do several times over the winter. This might seem like an in insignificant difference, but if you're out and about in a bear area in winter, well, let's just say watch where you step. So it's still, it's, it's close. Kind of true, yeah. but not maybe not what we like, think exactly. What do they mean by several times in the winter? Every night or like three, four, four or five times in the winter? Like, Probably that. Yeah, that's not much. Yeah. So it's close to hibernation, but not quite. Yeah. Also, like if they don't hibernate, like I'm wondering like what animals do. Because apparently it's a thing. Yeah. Um, number two, that dogs are colorblind. Uh, for a long time, people thought that dogs see the world in black and white, like an old-timey TV, but they can actually see colors. Granted, a dog's color vision isn't as good as a human being's. They have no receptors for red or green colors, but they do see blue and yellow. So they're not completely colorblind. They simply see the world as a person with red-green colorblindness would. Hmm. Huh. Uh, number three, mother birds abandon chicks a human touches. Like, that's a myth I never even... Or, Thing I've never even heard, I don't think. I heard that on Family Guy or something. Like, don't touch it or the mother will not accept it. <laughs> uh, every kid gets taught to not touch baby birds fall, uh, fallen from the nest. The mother can smell the human on them and will abandon the chick. Except they don't do that. Most birds have a very poor sense of smell and probably couldn't detect your stink on their babies if, even if you hadn't showered in a week. Some mother birds might abandon a nest if they see you messing with it, though. But that's not because of your smell. Their bird brain simply assumes the baby birds are good as dead and they should cut their losses. But even then, it's more likely that the mother bird will try to fight you off at first if the chicks have hatched. They are mothers, after all, and won't abandon their kids lightly. Uh, number four, that ostriches bury their heads in the sand. Uh, speaking of bird brains, ostriches sure are dumb. If they get scared, they'll stick their heads uh, in the sand and think the predator won't see them. Of course, you probably guessed that they don't do that. There's not a single known instance of an ostrich burying its head in the sand. Uh, just think about it. How would it breathe? Even ostriches aren't that dumb. If you see an ostrich that looks like burying its head, it probably... It's probably taking care of its eggs. They bury their eggs in the ground and regularly turn them around to keep them warm. I mean, where do you think that one comes from? Uh, to me, it may be cartoons because I've definitely seen cartoons where ostriches do that. But, like, I don't know if that came from somewhere else. I don't – I'm surprised. Like, I, I can't believe we made a big deal out of that. It's not even true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like uh, you would think it would come from somewhere. Yeah. You know. Uh, number five, this one I've definitely heard. heard. Uh, goldfish have three-second memories. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, we often compare forget, uh, forgetful people to goldfish, but that's doing the fish wrong. Instead of three weeks, their memory can span three months. Oh, dang. <laughs> um, in fact, they're smart enough to tell the time of day. Researchers found that goldfish would rather uh, would gather around an automated food dispenser shortly before feeding time, implying they could tell when it was time for dinner. Uh, they can even learn to drive cars? What? Next time you see a goldfish in a sad plastic bag at a pet store, feel sorry for it. It will remember being there. There was a link to the learning to drive car story, but I don't think I'm going to go there. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, that opossums hang by their tails. 
Now, this one I've you know definitely seen depicted in cartoons and things. Um, a family of possums hanging in a row by their tail is a common sight in cartoons. In reality, though, it just doesn't happen. Baby possums can sometimes hang by their tails, but that's because they slipped off the branch they were perching on. That's like looking at a baby that tumbled on all fours and deducing that people are uh, quadrupedal. Adult possums don't hang by their tails at all. Uh, they're much too heavy for the tails to support them. You know, I know uh, in Oregon um, that it's common for people to like hit possums with their cars. Oh. But I've never seen one. Yeah, I haven't seen one either. I saw a raccoon recently. I think maybe twice. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. yeah, I've only seen, I think I saw a raccoon in the wild maybe like once. Okay. Um, I saw it like twice in one week. I don't know if it's the same raccoon or like different raccoons or what, but... Was it around your neighborhood? Uh, yeah, it was kind of around the neighborhood, yeah. I mean, they do like to get into garbage. Yeah. So that could, that could be... They're funny creatures, though. You know, they they look like crooks, like burglars. Yeah, they're cute. I like raccoons. They are cute. Remember that story where this raccoon was climbing this building? It was like a 14-story building. Oh, no. And it got all the way to the top. Holy <laughs> cow. People were cheering it on, like hoping it didn't fall. And it was clinging on for dear life, man. I couldn't believe it got there. I wonder what would even inspired it to climb like that. I don't know. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, number seven, bulls hate the color red. Uh the Torador waves uh, his red cloth and the bull attacks him. Clearly, the bull must hate the color red. Sorry to disappoint you, but a bull couldn't hate the red because it doesn't know what it, what it is. Like dogs, bulls can't see red. So how could they hate it? Instead, they get annoyed by the movement of the bullfighter's cape or maybe by the fact that the bullfighter is constantly harassing the animal. The red color actually has a more macabre purpose. It hides bloodstains, whether from the bull or the bullfighter. What do you think of bullfighting? It's barbaric. It is, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. I think, I want to say uh, my brother um, went to, like, he, he for a while when he was in the military, was stationed in South Korea. Mm. And, like, I think he said he went to one. Do they have that there? I guess so. I think oh. that's where he was. Okay. But yeah, I don't know if I'd want to see that. I guess you, there's always a chance that you might see the bull actually gore. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay with that. Get that jerk. <laughs> you know how many bulls he's killed? But you know, yeah, these this day and age, it does seem like a very barbaric thing for you know to keep doing. Just for sport, yeah. Oh man, I've been um, listening to that uh, Quentin Tarantino podcast. Oh, he's got one? Yeah. Oh. And he talks about how like um, they eventually outlawed it in, in the States. Um, maybe in like the sixties or something, but like you ever see like an old timey Western where like there'll be a, a horse running and it'll just like flip like ass over tea kettle. Like they apparently did this thing they call a flying W where they would actually tie a rope like to the horse's leg and just have it run at full speed. And then it would like jerk them oh. over. And he said like, it ended up like a lot of times it would kill the horse. Gee. And so they were very like uh, barbaric. But he said even when it was outlawed in the States, they would still do it in Europe. Mm. So like if Westerns were shot in like Spain or whatever, they would still do those. And like they did them for a long time. I don't know where people get these ideas from, man. Why do that? Ugh. I mean, I don't know. It was a different time. <laughs> they yeah. didn't give a crap about horses. <laughs> hey, I heard... Uh, just like you know, a couple centuries ago, uh, in the, in America, people would just leave their kids on the side of the road, hoping somebody else would find them and like raise them. Like people, people were different back then, man. They were just they didn't care about their own kids. They sent them to work in factories, of course. I mean, kids were just 
tools. There was nothing else. Well, I mean, the uh, you know the boomer generation where so many people were born. That was a big thing. Is like people would have like uh, farms too, and be like basically they just want, needed a cheap workforce. It yeah. was like survival. Like, well, and also you know it's sad, but it's like uh, you know there was they knew that like there's a good chance a kid or two could die from yeah. some disease or something too so it's like well we better have some extras yeah yeah so yeah it was man that was a rough uh rough time yeah but still it's it's like one thing to to where like okay there's no way i can take care of this kid maybe i'll go um leave it at an orphanage besides just uh you know what i'm just gonna leave johnny in the middle of the road and hope for the best (laughs) that's insane like they would sell their kids to people they would it was just wild times like i get why i was called the wild west man (laughs) it's crazy stuff and then the last one number eight uh that lemmings commit mass suicide uh, sometimes during migration, a horde of lemmings uh, decides they just don't want to live anymore. They jump off tall cliffs by the thousands to die and prevent population issues. Sure, lemmings sometimes do fall off cliffs during migrations, and people sometimes die in traffic during rush hour, but we don't claim that's a suicidal human tr- tradition. The myth of lemming suicide comes from the Disney-produced documentary White Wilderness, which showed the animals pulling off the stunt. But the lemmings didn't do it voluntarily. The filmmakers imported a horde of lemmings to Canada and intentionally herded them off a cliff. Oh, my God! It wasn't suicide. It was genocide. Oh, my God. Talk about animal cruelty. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) So they're making a nature documentary, and they're like, you know what would really sell this? If we killed just a boatload of lemmings. Let's make some shit up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the only reason I knew it was because of the old lemmings video games. Oh, speaking of which, like, I don't know if it's any good, but I saw a trailer for this new video game called Humanity, Mm. and it basically looks like lemmings only with people. (laughs) Okay. It looked interesting. I might have to check it out. Um, but, uh, good Lord. And be nicer to animals, folks. All right. (laughs) I just, (laughs) the fact that that came across someone's brain and like a whole production crew was like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. You know, I fear that humans have a little too much creativity (laughs) when we're coming up with these kinds of ideas. Let's, uh, let's run thousands of these things off the cliff. Well, we might still uh, bullfight bulls, uh, but uh, at least uh, we don't <laughs> commit lemming genocide yeah. anymore. So maybe as a society, we're getting a little bit better, yeah. a little, little uh, on the upside. Yeah. Oh, wow. So should we wrap this bad boy up? Yes, yeah, do All right, guys. Well, we thank everybody very much uh, for watching and listening. If everything goes to the plan, I think next week we can do a review of The Flash. Yes, We're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you will, please subscribe both to the YouTube channel and to a podcast and audio form on your podcast service of choice. Leave us thumbs up, positive reviews, uh, comments, all that good stuff. And if you want, you can come and uh, follow me on Twitter at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.